Hey, what's up? This is Jeff Staple. Don't forget, we will very soon be separating the three shows on Hype Radio, so you will have to go and individually subscribe to those shows that you want to listen to. So search and subscribe right now to The HBR Show and Soundcheck on Hype Beast Radio or Hype Radio to keep listening. Do it now so you don't miss any episodes. Okay, let's get into this week's show. From Hype Beast and Hype Radio, I am Jeff Staple, and this is The Business of Hype, a show about creative entrepreneurs, brand builders, innovators, and the realities behind the dreams they've built. In the world of streetwear, there are different cities that serve as cultural epicenters and help drive the overall industry as a whole. LA, New York, London, and Tokyo. Paris is undoubtedly part of that bunch, and helping make the impact in that city and well beyond is Black Rainbow's Greg Haro and Jay Smith. Part magazine, part brand, part creative marketing agency, part, you know what, I'll actually just let them do the defining. The two are key figures who have helped contribute to major moments in street culture. Get ready for some gems and welcome Greg and Jay to the business of hype. Um, Greg Avio from Paris, Black Rainbow Agency, uh, and welcome to talk to, to you in Dubai. And I'm going to let my partners is, uh, introduce himself. Yeah, I'm Jay Smith, um, Black Rainbow Agency Paris, co-founder, Supreme Chief and CEO of a company doing like billions of bullshit. Billions of bullshit? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. All right, so well. that, this is my first question because it's going to go off of what you just said. What the fuck do you guys do? Yeah, it's funny. Is that the most that the most <laughs> question nobody ever asks? Nobody like understand what we do. No. But nobody asks the question what we do. Well, I've known you guys for over fifteen years now, maybe twenty years almost. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We, each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I've known you, yeah. you guys. Yeah. And I have to say, I don't always understand how you guys make a living. <laughs> Even us, to be honest, <laughs> I think we don't really know. <laughs> Um, no, it's tough to say to, to re-explain that the question yeah. that's uh, that was one of the reason we uh, we create the magazine like a few years ago mm-hmm. because every time we we, we start to uh, introduce our business to uh, to partners or brands or even uh, you know people around us it was really really difficult to uh, explain we do like some consulting mm-hmm. to explain how's the market yeah or to make like the the, the real shit. Uh, to make it happen. And so, what did the Black Rainbow magazine, why did that solve that problem? It didn't really solve everything, but it solved the, the, the vision. You know, mm-hmm. to put an image on something is like the same as put a, a, a face on a name. Yeah. So that was the idea. Yeah. So it was a good of, one, no? It was, was a good, good one, Jay? Okay, but instead so of trying could, to be like, we do A, B, C, D, you're just like, boom, here's the magazine, look at what yeah, we do. The, exactly. And it's just like, also like, you know, back in the days, you have to come back back in the days, way back. Sometimes there is two ways to do a business. Either you have a great idea and a genius idea, and then you like rip up the market because like it's going to revolution everything. Or like you just like advance organically. You know, it's, I know what you're going to say. Oh, it's so cheesy to say that. It's just happening by random chance and meeting people. But in fact, sometimes in business, you know, because, you know, so many people, you start to do some project who have no sense to, who are not even connecting between one other. But at the end of the day, like one rock to another rock, you go to the mountain, you know? Mm. To be honest, I, what he said is really, really smart. Right. Because it's the truth. When we met, 
we met through my brand. I used to have like a, a streetwear brand like more than 20 years ago. We, we, we start uh, uh, in France and he was journalist. So he used to do, write a paper on the streetwear market and his evolution and everything. So we met for the first time around that. And a few years after he quit his, uh, his job to, uh, to his magazine and it was like the end of my brand. I, I, I was uh, at, at the end of the stories mm -hmm. and I was thinking to doing something else and I just got the opportunity to uh, meet the people from Chanel. And we came up with an idea to uh, try to, to do like streetwear but and with, on a, as, another way, mm -hmm. you know, something different. And we start to discuss with Jay and to say, okay, what we could do. He was thinking to do like magazine. I was thinking to do like a, a new project or probably a new brand and everything. And I said, you know what? That's funny because we just talked with the guys from Chanel and they're really uh, um, interesting about our culture and they would like to bring something new mm -hmm. in, the, in their luxury and they ask us to, 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 to come with ideas. Right. And we said, okay, you know what? That could be like fun to uh, do like a consulting agency, a creative agency, and doing like some, I don't know, advice to brands to explain really what we are. Okay, this we is pure from. bullshit. What he's saying no, right now is pure bullshit. No, this true. is not even that's not the way it happened. Okay, yeah, Jay. No, that's no, the marketing no, story. Okay, tell the real that's story. The mark. No, the real story is, they come to me and they come to, he yeah. was not there. But I, tell, yeah. now tell the real story. No, What's your I side? mean, I mean, this is the channel story. So, so true and everything. This is so true. But even the, let's say, for example, the channel story, it's because this is where it starts. Okay. And it's really important because we never really yeah. talk about this. I mean, how it happens is like Greg got, was just coming back from Asia. It was the start of Medicom Toys. It was a boom of, of, of 1000% big brick. It was everything. And as usual, Greg wanted to... That's true. No. Yes. No. Oh, my God. And then they asked him, like, no. to find... A, the studio asked him, like, they were randomly talking. I, I'm sure, like, it's during, like, a lunch at Colette, you know, this kind no, of... The, uh, the same, the Colette brunch. Was, and, no, come on. You know this kind of brunch when you yeah. meet some people and then say, oh, let's do something together. And then he said, oh, we should do that. And then it slip on a paper. And uh -huh. then suddenly they come back Not to him. <laughs> Not at all. But, by the way, these guys are business partners. Yeah. <laughs> these guys are supposed to I mean, be. Yeah. before the end of this interview, we were a business partner. <laughs> right now, we are writing the story. No, again. you know why? I'm going to explain you why. Because it's really difficult <laughs> to explain something. No, 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 no. That would be the worst interview for Jeff ever. Because we start the company with this project. And this yeah. project starts before true. the company. This is um, true. Okay. So this before, true. before you started the company, you yeah. got a client. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which we got like two clients. Okay. We got like Citanium. That's true. Citanium. And we yeah. got like Chanel. Citanium is, for people who don't know, it's like Okay. A, Citanium, it was the first department store in Europe and even probably in the world to uh, dedicate the, the, the department store to the streetwear and the sport culture. Yeah. It was only streetwear mm -hmm. and sport culture. Yeah. But in a mall. In the mall. Yeah. Exactly. So that was so your first time. So it was three, a three or four floor of malls with every brand, mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. So they, ask, they, they come to, to us, so I met them through the brands, once again, same as Chanel, mm -hmm. I met them through the brands. Mm -hmm. So that's the real uh, story. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the name of the brand back then was Triad. Your, and, your streetwear <clears throat> brand was called Triad. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. And uh, yeah, it was the time when I used to do money, when it was like as today. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yes, we used to have like two clients. And uh, we got the idea to, 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 to make a media. Okay. And the, 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 the real idea of the media it was not to do the paper, but to do, doing like a, a web. 
But th- that was my question. Yeah. And that's the su- subject today. Are we going to do money? Yeah. You know, we have to thinking about that. Ten years ago, it's, okay, you do a blog because it was not like a website or magazine that's or whatever. True. It was it's just true. a fucking blog. Mm-hmm. And I tell him, Jay, come on. Are we going to do money with that? Yeah. We're never going to do money today because it's the future. So mm-hmm. we're going to do money probably in five years or six years or seven years. That's true. So is what are we going to do? And I tell him, that's so funny because... I met Chanel, and Chanel asked me to come with idea to uh, to bring like some street yeah. or you know contemporary or funny idea mm-hmm. in the studio. Mm-hmm. And I was in uh, in Tokyo for three years once again to do like a beer brick and doing like a twelve inch the year before. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, just like that said, we can like propose to do like a beer brick. Mm-hmm. We never know. A Chanel beer brick. Yeah. yeah. So we came with the idea to Chanel. I said, would you like to do like a beer brick? Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it's going on. It was funny because Carl was in Tokyo a few months before and he bought a beer brick. And he saw the beer brick, he said, oh, that's so funny, na, 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 na. I was not at the, uh, at the meeting, but this is what happened. Said, when you say Carl, you mean? Carl Lagerfeld. Yeah, yeah. You, can't just, you can't just be like Carl. Yeah, I Carl mean, for Lager us, it's Carl, it's Uncle Carl. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, when you're talking, when you're talking uh, in, in the studio, they said Carl. Yeah, they don't okay. say Carl Lagerfeld. So, they don't say Mr. Carl Lagerfeld or Coincidentally, Carl Lagerfeld also bought a bear brick on his own. Yes. You pitched a bear brick Chanel, so the plan yeah. is sort of aligned. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. As you said, you don't work for the bread. And that's funny, yeah. because inside Chanel, yeah. they was not really uh, crazy about the idea. I said, okay, but let's see. So, they come up with the design of Coco. Yeah. And I... Uh, Done the, the, the project with Medicom. And, and when you say Coco, that. you mean Coco, Coco Chanel. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> come but in France, I mean, come well, on. Those kids don't even know yeah, the difference between That's true. Those. You're right. So it's a Coco Chanel bear brick. Amazing. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. It, amazing. It was not at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. We they had, didn't see it. As exactly. Beginning. Okay. And uh, so we came up with, the, with this. So we did the Coco Chanel bear brick. We mm-hmm. bring it to the studio. The studio saw like the, 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 the bear brick in real. It become like amazing, crazy story because mm-hmm. at the beginning it was supposed to be like only 25 pieces just for the studio and friends and family. And that become a real business mm-hmm. because Carl Lagerfeld saw that and he said, okay, we're going to change the game and we're going to do the display window everywhere in the world. And that was the first real fucking business. So how many pieces did they find? I cannot say that. Okay. <laughs> Way more than 25. More than 25, okay. for sure. <laughs> As you can tell, Greg and Jay are hilarious together. What the hell do they do? Even they themselves are not on the same page as to how Black Rainbow started. But the absence of a simple answer is actually more telling. They actually had a client before they even had a company. And if you think about it, any really great company does in fact start that way. Companies aren't really born on a PowerPoint presentation or an Excel spreadsheet. They're born in your soul. And if you're as lucky as Greg and Jay are, you get to do the actual work at hand versus the work of forming a company. Their relationship with Chanel started organically. It was really Greg's foresight into the growing popularity of Medicom and street culture as a whole that helped jumpstart the actual work. Yes, there was some happenstance where Karl Lagerfeld himself bought a bear brick, but the knowledge that they brought to the table sold the idea in and made the project come to fruition. That insight is what helped build the foundation for Black Rainbow experiences they gained in their home city of Paris, and observations they made in other countries. All of that is used as research to help a brand like Chanel tap into something way more valuable than luxury, and that's authenticity. 
because there's a lot of people listening that might want to be forming a company of their own with a partner. Yeah. Right. Like they're homie. They want to form a company with them. When you met Jay. Yeah. What made you say like this? <laughs> this makes me laugh saying it. I'm sorry. <laughs> what makes you when you met Jay? Why were you like he's gonna be my business partner? I didn't say that. <laughs> I even didn't thinking about it. Okay. To be honest, when I met these guys, it was he didn't not like my, me. He didn't, I didn't like yeah. him. He fired me before. I, <laughs> before. Man. Uh, everywhere so, I was, even in my trunk, he was there. <laughs> in my room, he, he, he used to he, he used to sleep under my bed. He used to sleep in my trunk. He used to be in my office. He used to be everywhere where I was because he was like a young puppy, little crazy, and was like. And I used to my okay, partner. I the interview. I cannot let this out. Come on. So there's a like, guy who just asked me to take a picture with him right now at the breakfast. <laughs> yes, Jeff, can you agree with that? Agree, I'm not yeah. a young puppy. No. So you, you? No, I said he used to. Uh, yeah. So I was not. I Thinking, was not able. Right? No, yeah. I never. He just he just hung around enough to make him worth your while. No, and, and to be honest, also what I really appreciate with Jay, and this is what I saw in uh, in in these guys at the back in the day. He was really hungry and really involved in the industry mm-hmm. and want to create things. Mm-hmm. And that was the most important for me. Yeah. So and like people really want to make things. Right. And you're also getting older, you've seen a lot of shit and you knew you needed like young energy, right? Okay. You know. Jay, what did you see when you met Greg? Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare on feet. What is it? It's exactly, it's exactly like you don't, I mean, it's funny because since we started this interview, you, I'm trying to break in the process, but the first word is coming is organically. I mean, you don't decide. You don't decide it becomes your. It's as if like uh, you met a girl and you say, "Oh, it's gonna be my wife." I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes it's happening. Life at the first sight, but I don't really believe in that shit. But mm-hmm. like, it's it's happening with years mm-hmm. through like you get problems and drama and and shit. And this is what I say to most of the people because they don't understand because we yell at each other. We have a really like unique way to work together because most of the time when people work with us they stop to work with us because we we mess with them too much so they can't follow us I mean we have this weird way to work I can, yeah. I can deny you can, it you can see yeah, yeah. You, you're I mean, like you're like a married couple like yeah. a, that's been yeah. married for 60 years yeah but we know <laughs> exactly. we don't sometimes now we don't even need to talk to understand but only both of us understand which is really tricky actually when you when you when you have a company and employee we can like really follow your pace to be honest with you but the only thing I always appreciate with great and people are going to laugh about that because I'm sure it's not the image they got of him is honesty. Because the most important things after that is not his good, intelligent, smart and everything because he's not. And, yeah, even, not and even not sexy. But what I'm saying is like at least I know when he said black he's going to be black. Uh-huh. Whatever happening, even if there is a red storm, even if there's a green storm, even if there is an, a terrorist attack, he's still going to say black. Mm-hmm. And he knows I'm going to be the same. I'm not going to change my mind on everything. So mm-hmm. it means like and to be honest, now you know, you've been in the business since a long time. How many fucking people, like, uh, change their mind mm-hmm. in the middle of an idea? Right. You know, and they said, oh, okay, no, we're going to do that. Even when they have the email saying, like, yeah, I told you, like, and you show them the email. I never said that. <laughs> that <laughs> right. Me, you know? yeah, right. But at least, Greg, whatever happened, we're still going to go there. Mm-hmm. After that, you can, like, you can, you can, you can yeah. say it's a good idea or bad idea, but at least I don't care. And right. Honesty, when your partners and I, we've seen so many people in the industry, especially like getting like like ripping off themselves apart because of honesty and trust. Yeah. And but honesty and trust is the most important thing. Yeah. Then you're solid. So there's, question, a, there's yeah. a lot of a you know there's a lot of sayings that where people say like yo keep it real. 
Yeah. But yeah. This, what you described is that he keeps it real. Yeah. And you keep it real, right? Uh, like what you say is what you're going to do, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we said to our clients. What uh -huh. we're going to sell you, yeah. this is what you're going to have. Seriously, Greg and Jay are like an old married couple. But aside from the unique way that they work with each other and the hilarious back and forth, they still stay true to the core of their business relationship, trust and honesty. That's probably the most important basis to build a working relationship and the company off of. It's unfortunate, but true. We've seen too many great brands and companies break down because those ideals weren't there. So whoever you're starting a new venture with, whether it be your homie or someone you recognize who's seeking something similar, make sure trust and honesty is there. It'll help start a clear path in the beginning because once you're in the thick of things, big or small, disagreements and criticism will inevitably happen. But when that happens with the right partner, it will be for the betterment of the partnership. So I want to go back to the magazine because yeah. you said the best way you thought of to exhibit what Black Rainbow does is yeah. to let's just make a fucking magazine, yeah. Yeah. right? But making a magazine is expensive. Yeah, who paid for the magazine? Us. <laughs> so, so it was a it was so you had to spend money. You yeah. were, it was a loss, right? Because yeah. you didn't. I assume that you didn't have like. Did you have a client paying for the whole magazine? So for the whole the, the concept of the magazine, we always have one. We always have one partners. Yeah. Because two, like as you said. But this said, is the first, I'm talking about the first ever one. Yeah, uh, the first we, ever one. You, we, yeah, even you, with the first you had a You yes. had a company. Who yeah. was it? Nike. It was Nike. Okay. Nike Soccer. Okay. The first one, it was Nike okay. Soccer. So, Nike Football. How do you get, you've never made a magazine before. It, Jay, he used to. You, write, no, I, yeah, you wrote he, a magazine. Yeah, but But no. you never printed and published Come a magazine. On. Of course, yes. yes. You did, which yeah. one? Wad and where? W-A-D Okay, okay, so you did Wad. And yeah, you did where? Which anywhere. for if you guys th these magazines don't exist anymore. No. Right? But if you do your Google searching, W A D and W E A R That's were right. classic dope magazines. Yeah. Okay, so you had experience in making a magazine. Yeah, but during three years, I mean, I've been. This is why you, when you work for a Maverick independent company, as W A D was, you, you have to do everything. I was yeah. at the printer. I was my editor. I mean, I was editor in chief. Uh -huh. So because yeah, I look like a young puppies, but I can put my <laughs> balls on the table also. So how do you convince Nike to be like, give us money to make a new magazine? We, we didn't convince them. No. It was like so funny because back then it was not Nike as today. Mm -hmm. So Nike was always open to new idea and new concept. <coughs> and uh, they, I remember. The, the, the company was like already uh, got like four years old. It was four, five years old. Oh. four years old. Okay. Four years old. Black And uh, we 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 already uh, start and did a project with uh, with Nike, and they come up with, to, to 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 us and said, okay, we're gonna launch the new uh, French jersey, and we would like to find a new way to introduce the jersey mm -hmm. to the community. By the what way, he's saying. Like by the way, he's saying jersey. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the yeah. uniform. The uniform. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. We they have to understand exactly <laughs> what we uh, what we're talking about. So the uniform. So with with Jay, we start thinking about what we could do for them mm -hmm. to be really useful for us. Yeah. So <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> that's a, that's a very important. What could be useful to them that's also useful for us? Exactly. Yeah. Because but the name of the key. magazine was called Black Rainbow. Yeah. It wasn't called Nike Football Jersey. No. And you know why? You know what is the real reason for that? Of course it was useful for us, but what is the real reason for that? The real reason for that is like Nike could not afford to have like a disaster under the name. 
Mm-hmm. When I said disaster, it's not about like the quality of the magazine, but they knew we we're going to go so far into yeah. a direction they cannot politically assume mm-hmm. that takes the black rainbow umbrella uh, to undercover the work we did. It was totally viral because it, they didn't even like uh, talk about it. They didn't even like uh, promote it. Right. They didn't even, it was just like... You guys did it. Yeah, you guys did it. And if they put a swoosh at the top of the magazine, yeah. then it becomes like internal politics. Shit. Exactly. Right. And I remember, you have to imagine that we give the French national kit to Keshinita, Mm-hmm. This Japanese crazy photographer, for those kids who don't even know it. Yeah. And he did. He get naked, smoking cigarette, and put his dick into the shoes. This is the picture he did. And there was like... And they were like... like there was. Yeah, it was like, you can check on... I mean, it's a crazy shooting he did. And he did the cover, like putting the shoes on his knee. I mean, crazy kind of weird stuff. But like, really amazing. It's probably yeah. one of the best. And... Nike could not afford, like, of course, to have a dick in, into his shoes, but like, and it was a real dick. I mean, it was, yeah. I mean. But Black Rainbow could afford a yeah, dick in his shoe. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. this is exactly what Greg said. And it's a win-win. And we come back then to the DNA of street culture. What is uh, the definition of a good collab? Mm-hmm. A win-win situation. Mm-hmm. Nike get images they won't never get by themselves. Yeah. And we get a product we will never get by ourselves mm-hmm. because of the money and everything and all the, also like the products and everything. Right. So everybody is a win. Mm-hmm. And so this is how I start the story of the magazine. And for the first time Greg said it, all the clients, all the people in the industry say, oh my God, this guy, because everything was produced by us. And other people of the industry are saying, okay, oh, they are producing content. They are doing good image. And we start to sign like a lot of brand content for many of the brands yeah. then. Like How many times does brand. the magazine come out? Back what? in the day, it was two, two times a year and then it became one times a year. Mm-hmm. And, and now you don't do the magazine anymore? Yeah, yeah. we do. No. Oh. We, we, we got, no, we were supposed to launch the last one uh, months uh-huh. ago with, uh, with Griezmann. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it will be launched with French soccer player, with, uh, Griezmann, top three me. French soccer yeah. player in the world. Okay. It I mean, was too, too fast. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, with the, with the French player. Antoine Griezmann. Mm-hmm. Let's say uh, Antoine Griezmann. Okay. Uh, so it will be launched uh, after Dubai uh-huh. because so many things uh, come up uh, with uh, the uh, Chanel event in Colette mm-hmm. for the Pharrell uh, and MD Adidas with the, with, the, with the collab with Colette against with Modernica. So the month was like really crazy for us. Yeah. And we said, okay, we cannot just drop the magazine in the middle of anything, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. So we... Uh, and who's the company sponsor of this one? So every issue of Black Rainbow is supported by one brand. Yep. Oh, like a federation also, like sports federation, yeah. because the magazine is about sport. And uh-huh. for example, the tennis issue was supported by Kethwis and the ATP, like the yeah, right. yeah the tennis federation. Right. Uh, same for basketball, it was NBA and Chanel. Chanel. Okay. Have you ever had a problem where two conflicting brands no. want to be part of it? We never use like competitor brands in the magazine. Okay. We don't want that. Mm-hmm. And also the, 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 the rules is to have one partners to be able to uh, take care of the print mm-hmm. or to the shipping because the magazine is free. So we ship the, the magazine everywhere in the world by partnership. Yeah. And, uh, and shipping it out to everyone. Yeah. And it costs a lot. Yeah. A lot. Right. So it's the only way to, 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 to make it mm-hmm. is to deal with the brand who get like a big account with UPS or FedEx and then they couldn't charge the, the, the shipping. Yeah. So that's why we, uh, we want to be free. And also we want to keep the, the, the entry to be able to create whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And if you start to have like four, five, six partners, they're going to start to uh, want to control yeah. the, uh, our direction. And we do not want that. Right. You control everything. 
for the magazine, yes. Yeah. So that's. And yeah. is the is the magazine business a profitable thing for you guys? Since yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you're able to. So, what do you say to all the people that say print is dead? Why Why are you making a big ass print magazine? <laughs> because nobody is doing it. Because it's, <laughs> yeah, it's dead. Because everyone thinks it's dead. Yeah. Because the market don't like empty spaces, and then when you fill it up with a good spaces and everybody, then when you start something on a, like some kind of became like some kind of something people await since a long time since 2010 so we're seven years later it's it's like uh, uh, all gone now it's not like mm-hmm. it start to become like in the a people, collectible thing. a collectible single bit and then and the era where nobody's doing a magazine where everything is digital people need back something you know mm-hmm. so at some point I'm not sure how long we're gonna be able to do that and at some point we're gonna need to find another idea but so far so good. I love this. Some say print is dead. But like what Jay said, when there's an empty space in the market and you fill it with something good, an opportunity and need will eventually arise. Jay's experience at WAD magazine definitely helped elevate the idea of the mag. Their approach to it is smart and well thought out. Use it as a way to showcase Black Rainbow's capabilities, a way to get their name out there, but also as a platform for brands to do something different than their everyday campaigns. It's something we've heard on previous episodes of Business of Hype. It's the art of the collaboration. Create something new that each party wouldn't have been able to create on their own. Listen, I'm not telling you to go start a magazine now. The takeaway is that if you find yourself having trouble explaining what you offer to the world, just go make something and put it out there. Don't bother with a slick elevator pitch just show them. As you were saying, I mean, the whole company is not running around the magazine. The magazine is just one seed and one tree into the forest of what so makes us... What are the other things that the brand does? Greg said it's strategy and consulting. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, you cannot even... It's a bit like you, like, people, for people, they don't even get it what is consulting and strategy. Yeah. Because it's so like something which doesn't exist around you and everybody... Supposedly, mm-hmm. could be like well, strategist. It, you know, I could explain quickly what it is, but I want to learn how you guys do it. So, consulting strategy, essentially, in one sentence, a company has a problem; they need to figure out the solution, yeah. and they need to oftentimes bring in somebody from the outside of the company to help them solve the problem. Simple, simple. But but it's not. <laughs> how do you guys get into the company's door? First of all, that's the first question. Second question: Once you're in the door, how do you convince them that yeah, give us the money to figure this out? Super easy. First of all, <laughs> no, super easy. Is exactly. Okay. This is the most easy, easiest part because you said it yesterday in your great talk in Saudi DXB, amazing talk. Anyway, but you don't, you don't, you don't choose. I mean, it's like again, it's like with girls. The girls choose you. You're not choosing one. It means like brands always. I mean, since the beginning of the company, we never run for a competition or for a brand. Mm-hmm. All the brands come to see us. They want to have a meeting be, with you. They yeah. Call you, yeah. I mean, they come like, and most of the time is by any strange reason. For example, I mean, we can talk about Yasin, for example, yeah. from Puma. When Yasin came, it was by chance. I can tell you, the re- and it's a real story. I'm going to tell you the story because people need to understand how luck, and I poke Ronnie Fig on this special word, lucky, you are a lucky guy, you know my, my G, what I'm saying. <laughs> but, so, I'm going to tell you the story. I was never at the shop back in the days. Greg mm-hmm. was in LA and everything. And sometimes, I mean, our shop was in the basement, Black Rainbow Paris in the Marais. We have also a shop. Mm-hmm. Always our office are in the, in the basement. 
Sometimes, one by year, I go up to check what's happening in the store. Right. <laughs> because I'm a great boss, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm French. I see this guy checking some clothes. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't fucking know who is this guy. And, but it looked nice. So, and he talked to me, hey, how are you? And we talk. Like, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I think back in the days, he was taking care of uh, Adidas tennis. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm taking care of Adidas tennis. I said, okay, cool. We laugh a bit. Okay, this is my car. Maybe one day we're going to collab. End of the story. Mm-hmm. Two years or something. Two years later, or maybe more, I don't remember. Two years later, we have like this massive headache with Puma. Massive headache. Headache. Like, like, like struggle, like collapsing. I cannot tell about more about it, but like imagine when everything on the collapse goes wrong. Okay. And everybody says, it's not my fault. You know, this kind yeah. of brands, yeah. brand stuff. And you try to talk to some guy who don't who get fired and then another one pick it up and the project is still running in three. Anyway, Yasin came on one email and said, okay, guys, I'm going to clean all the shit. Let's starting everything back. This is our fault. This is, this is what we're going to do now. Let's move on. Mm. And this is how we met. And he said, remember, Jay, we met back in the day. I'm Yasin. Da, 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 da. And still then, this is how we start. Yeah. He solved the problem. And then he moved from another job. This is what you said at your conference. He moved from another job into Puma. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, we should work on a, on a, on a new thing, selling, sell out kind of project. And we start to do select. It was um, a new line Puma was doing yeah. back in the day. Nobody wanted to work with Puma back mm-hmm. in the day. Rihanna was not there. Yeah. No big deal. Nobody wanted to work with Puma. And say, oh, you want? And Greg and I, we love this kind of shit. Uh-huh. Like when nobody wants to work for somebody and to, because this is where you can have the most crazy idea because yeah. you get under the radar. Right. Nobody's going to... It's not big money, mm-hmm. for sure, but it is freedom. Yeah. Freedom of to do Creativity, what you want. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly the same as Nike for the first magazine and everything. If you want to have freedom and creativity, don't expect money. Uh-huh. Big budget, big trouble. Right. <laughs> more money, more problems. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Wow. And so, creativity. Yeah. How does it, but you mentioned it it's, and it sounds so easy. Like, oh, you just sit back and you're literally like, and I'm speaking as though I'm a kid on Hypebeast listening yeah. to this. Yeah. You just sit back and you let clients call you. Like yeah. you don't call, call clients? No. How does that happen? You know what? Is it the magazine? Is it the magazine that is it's your everything. calling card? Imagine everything is a little seed. Yeah. And sometimes somebody pee on the seed. You don't know why. Or it's raining on the, on the grass, you know? Right. And sometimes a tree come. But the guy, or for example, some, somebody step on your feet or step on your seed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there is so many reasons why people come. The and real can... reason? Don't step behind your screen. Yeah. You have to be Wait, somewhere. what? Don't stay behind your screen. This is true too. Don't stay behind your screen. Hold on. I'm okay. going to translate what Do Greg is saying. Do not stay on the, behind your screen. Get out in real life. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Right. You know, if you don't make things happen, they will never happen. Yeah. But don't run after it. Mm-hmm. It's like the same as everything. If yeah. you want something, go to it. Yeah. If you don't go to it, it will never happen. But you don't if, think, you beg, if you yeah. beg for it, you will never have it. But to a younger generation, you don't think they could chase it through the screen? They can screw the screen, but they, no, no, they can't. No, they can't. Yeah. Okay, you can, can screw the screen. It's really porn now, right no. now. You can screw <laughs> you your can, screen, yeah, guy. You, you can, can, you can yeah, screw you your know. screen. It's so hard to beat. Right, because you, you, you talk about like these new age digital influencers. They're building their whole life yep. on their phone. Yeah, but you know what? They built. So they do something, so they go somewhere. Yeah. So even if you do it with your phone, even if you do it with your computer, even if you do it with your iPad or whatever, you have to do it. You got to go out and do you it. Have to, yeah. You know right, what right. I mean? Yeah. You have to yeah, do it. Yeah, at least all the influencers right now on Instagram, that's why you talents, like, they take pictures on real life and somewhere. Yeah. So they are somewhere at some point. Right. And they keep consistency about it. You can yeah. check, like we can talk about 
all the new girls who were like, we know since a long time, you can take like Vashti, you can take, at some point they show up at some place yeah. and they show themselves and they meet people in real life. Right. They don't like wait or they take pictures, mm-hmm. which is happening in real life and yeah. blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's just like a big, it's just like a huge speaker. Instagram yeah. and it's just socials are just a big speaker giving you a wider audience. Right. But if you don't know nothing and you don't like show up anything, why you yeah. be useful to and anybody? You can see it with the YouTuber. Mm-hmm. YouTuber today is amazing yeah, and crazy amazing, things yeah. happen in the world. I will but say at though the end, that they do a show. Yeah. They, they, they do a real show for, 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 for their fan to see them for right. real. So you have to be real anyway and you have to do things yeah. anyway. And I will say that if you eventually want that corporate money, you have to go out and meet a person and shake his hand. Of course. And if you've spent your whole life behind a phone, you don't know what to do when you meet a person in yeah. real life. Exactly. They, exactly. Like I see so many young people that like, they, we DM, we talk, we text, everything's cool. I meet them in person and it's like, like the weirdest, most awkward experience because I don't think they've seen like a human being, you know? <laughs> no, I see that all the time. I'm like, true. wow, no, you need true. to develop people skills. If you want to get that check signed or yeah. the, you want to get that contract signed, guess what? You got to meet them up. And if do you it. want to do the money, at the end, you will have to deal with the people. Yeah. No choice. You right. have to sit on the table. I cannot stress this enough. Yes, we live in a digital and social world today, and that gives us many more advantages than it did in the past. Your reach, your ability to connect with anyone, anywhere. But because of this, it makes it even more important to actually go out and take action. I still have yet to see a contract signed over an Instagram DM. So no matter how adept you are at mastering digital and social, eventually, you're going to have to go into the real world meet real people, and shake their hands. And you better make yourself good at that also. These real-life experiences will always trump what you can do behind the screen. Those who connect the real world and the digital world will have the advantage in elevating above the rest. Take it from Greg, Jay, and all the other guests on Business of Hype. What you see might be the parties and the dope drops, but it's the space and time between those posts that the real work is happening. I mean, especially in France, and this is where America is a bit better. Um, it's about like the business skills, because, for example, in France, and this is really interesting. This is something like because you are talking about youth entrepreneurship, and now we have young kids around us a lot. And this is where nobody in France mm-hmm. teach you to be a good businessman. And mm-hmm. even the business schools in France are the worst on earth because <laughs> it's just like PowerPoint, you know, kind of theory, yeah. kind of knowledge. And this is what's happening right now, unfortunately, in all company and in all the brand. You're talking with, with girls and boys. Uh, most of the time it's girls, but like let's say girls and boys, we don't have any clue about what's happening in the mm-hmm. market right now and don't have bullshit, just have theory in their mind. But nobody is preparing you for what is business. And this is why also I like to be with Greg as partner because it's not about business. There is two approach of business. There's the theory business, which is really nice and cloud and rainbow, unicorns, you know, everything is fantastic. And then you have the real business, mm-hmm. like when you confront to reality and when you have to put your, your hand into it, you know, yeah. and nobody on earth can prepare about you. I'm a, I'm a bad businessman. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, can, I can tell you. And I learned, thanks to Greg, how to be like a decent one, at mm-hmm. least like to understand how money yeah. is, you know, flux. How do right. you say it in English? A flux. A flux. Yeah. It was not that bad. <laughs> not too bad. And also depends for what you're doing in your business, you know. Uh, we have a good point with J&I. We do not run this business 
to become like a billionaire. Mm-hmm. This, so this is not the way. I'm going to be a friend. I, I used to have like a very strong brand. I used to have with the, uh, another brand I, I, I create just after Triad, a big investors and everything. And to be really uh, uh, honest with myself, the most important is my freedom. And the you money, had more money before, but yeah, no freedom. But no freedom. Mm. So that's the thing. You really have to know how to deal your business. If you do it for you, if you do it for the, 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 the money, or even if you do it for a project. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, I choose with Jay to, uh, and I'm pretty lucky with that because he got exactly the same vision. We do it for our freedom, but also for our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We don't do it for the money. If you do it for the money, guys, you have to be ready to fight every day and yeah. to put your life on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same as the same as the target to, uh, to be, a, I don't know, a doctor. You know, between that like... That dedication, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's really something different. Right. And this is what I try to, uh, to bring also in the company, to mm-hmm. have an, uh, a different vision. It's the same when you're dealing with the, with the client and he comes with numbers. He said, did you call us to make numbers or did you call us to make image or did you call us... Call us to make to be cool. Yeah. What is your target? What what do you need? Right. Because if you need the, the, the everything in once, it's impossible. You cannot be cool, free, and rich. All this in once, honestly. Except if you get like a, a fucking good heritage mm-hmm. and you're gonna lost all your money very very quickly. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. Right. You know. Right. So and sometimes you have some clients really crazy. They think they can be cool, free, and rich. Yeah. But uh, you mentioned being from Paris and the sort of disadvantages and, and struggles about coming from Paris. And I think a lot of our listeners don't live in New York, Tokyo, right? Like, and I hear a lot like, oh, I'm from Philadelphia or I'm from, you know, Sao Paulo. Like, I'm not in, like, the limelight city. How do you have to, like, express yourself or is it, like, tougher? This is bullshit. This is just excuses. So you for think me, the location doesn't yeah, matter? Yeah, it doesn't matter, especially right now. It's funny, I had this exact talk yesterday for uh, national TV here with young kids were doing like amazing job here and they were you know in a way it's the same like they always feel like oh uh, it's so amazing what you do out there you're so lucky to be in Paris or you're so lucky like as you said this is bullshit because back in the day we were traveling from city to another city to get inspired and you always get more inspired I'm more inspired for Sao Paulo than Paris you know what I mean Paris is my city or New York Mm -hmm. I hate New York but I mean um, I'm just saying like at the end of the day right now it's just exclusive it's just excuses. Mm-hmm. You have to stop thinking like underestimate yourself because you're living in another country, mm-hmm. deep in France or deep whatever. Because at the end, it's just what Greg said. It's about uh, how much you can travel, how, how many times you can travel, how many people, how many ideas you have, how, how much you want it, how much you're ready to fight for it. Otherwise, of course, it's more easy to live in a big city because you have access like to big corporations. But it's just it. You can like travel in train or by plane and make your meeting in one day and then come back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right now, what we are facing, most of our clients are not even in Paris anymore. Mm. Most of them are in Amsterdam or London or New York or LA. We don't or deal Portland, really in yeah. Portland or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just excuses. For me, kids, new generation need to stop to underestimate them there because they live like outside big city or because they are not from a cool place. Mm-hmm. Create your cool place. Right. Create your cool place. Yeah. I mean, uh, Harajuku was not cool back in the days. Uh-huh. I mean, Lafayette was not cool yeah. back in the days. Uh, Lower East Side was not cool back in the right. day. Paris, like, Paris I, I was not cool when we back opened in Black Rambo, <laughs> When we opened Black Rambo in Le Marais, nobody was there. Yeah. Everybody was saying like, why the fuck are you doing there? Nobody was there. Now you have Supreme, you have Broken Harm, you have Bape, <laughs> you have like all the fucking stars coming here 10 years later. Yeah. And 
you know all the story of behind the brand. It happened everywhere. It happened in your district. It happened everywhere. Mm-hmm. So why it cannot happen in the fucking uh, even even in in Dubai? You yeah. you saw it yeah. last year. There is no shop in D3 where Saudi XB is coming. Right. Now you have three shops selling more cool product that I can find in Paris. Uh-huh. They have like more cool Japanese product I can find actually in Paris. Right, so it's an excuse. It's just excuses. People just get fear. And it just make a bit like angry because like I don't like excuses. I yeah. like truth. And this is what I'm saying. I like truth. Don't bullshit me. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can have fun and blah, blah, blah. And this is really fun. But don't bullshit yourself. Because the first thing is, is people going to find excuse on their own thing on their own fear inside themselves, mm-hmm. their own very fear. Right. And you know, it sounds cheesy, but this is like really important. If you look at other people successful in the industry, see some people who fight their own fear inside themselves and they take the gut, just the gut, all the craziness, because sometimes it's just like craziness to do what they want to do. But you know what? I think the problems today if with, the, with the young people, they, they're scared and they do not really understand because through the, the, the social media, their thinking is very fast and very quick and so easy to do it because you are in Milan, because you are in Paris, because you are in New York and they will be never uh, able to do it because mm-hmm. uh, of, uh, of the vision they got in the reality. But they have to understand all the people they see on the, on, the, on the media, start at the same way as you, Jeff, mm-hmm. as me or even as Jay in the cave with a fucking t-shirt and two graphic and little shit like that. Yeah. So, yes, don't lie to but yourself. But on Instagram, you only show the, the party, good, the, the egg, bottles. The, exactly. Like the the so, yeah. we went to the party. We went to a few different countries and different... But at the end, we was alone in our room or in our cave to say, okay, oh, I'm going to kick the world. Oh, I'm going to make my game. Oh, I'm going to meet the stuff. Oh, right. I'm going to do it. Yeah. The reality, you did it. Mm-hmm. I do it. Right. So once again, don't lie to yourself. Just try to do it and you don't care because you don't do it for the, the rest of the world. You, yeah. you, you do it for yourself. Yeah. So if you like it, do it. You don't care if the people like your T-shirt, your design, your look or whatever you are. If you like yourself and you believe in yourself, you will do it. Actually, this is That's so it. true and this is the biggest problem right now. This is what we, as you, like when kids come in the office and ask us questions. Right now, I'm falling from my chair because always, you know, this guy forgets something. Okay, let's take fashion industry, right? And you, you have this new brand. Most of the time, people will come to see us and they say, oh, how can we uh, make it like uh, big? How can we like uh, push it like, oh, you can help us to push it. Okay, say so, okay. Let's let's look at the clothes. Oh, okay, the so clothes is like this. I didn't finish them. It's just a bit. I said, okay. So basically, you're your marketing director. Mm-hmm. You're not doing. What is the role of your company? Doing clothes, right? So produce them, uh, ship them, yeah. deliver them. Marketing is after. Mm-hmm. Market and those kids are all marketing director. Yeah, They're know. just talking about, okay, oh, what, 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 yeah, art director. Like, oh, what event I'm gonna do? What pictures? I need this photographer and everything. You're not even fucking able to produce one t-shirt and you're a t-shirt brand. Go into your room and uh, ask your mom like to help you to clean the kitchen, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> produce your fucking t-shirt. Like, everybody forget that. Produce, right. ship, deliver. Right. And we have back in the days this company. I remember all these American company back in there. I'm not gonna mention the brand. They were not even able to do that. Or, like nobody is able to do that properly. You can talk to any owner of any shop around the world. We never get the product at the time. Never and ever. even the right product and in the, the box. right product in the box <laughs> right. or the right graphic or the right size. Yeah. I mean, people need to understand. Everybody got his job to do. I mean, 
when you're just like a classic movie star, you're not a porn star. Let the porn star do the porn and you're gonna do your movie. You know what I mean? You are a t-shirt company, make your fucking t-shirt, bro. <laughs> Stop like to start to do marketing. Right. You are a sneaker company, do your sneaker well. Why you do these ugly sneakers? I mean, you can do like the best marketing on earth. If your product is shit, the marketing is gonna be shit. Yeah. You're gonna just sell 10 instead of 2000. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But this is something we need to calm everybody down. You're a sport company. What the fuck you are doing Dunning? Mm -hmm. You are a luxury brand, why you're doing streetwear? You are streetwear, why are you doing luxury? You know what I mean? Everybody yeah. wants to do everything, but nobody doing nothing. <laughs> and at the end, you finish with bad cut, bad shipping, bad colors, and bad, nobody, and, and yeah. bad quality, and all the boundaries falls apart. But just because people don't stick to what they said, and we come back to the point of truth. Mm -hmm. When we say black, you got black. I asked for a t-shirt, medium, white, what the fuck, I got this pink oversized <laughs> t-shirt with the wrong logo. Mm -hmm. right. And we lost the message when you, and when everybody doing like shit like that. I think that's great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. It was amazing to have you on board. <laughs> that was great. Drop knowledge. Drop knowledge. <laughs> culture. I do it for the culture. <laughs> I do it for the culture, bro. I do it for bullshit. Hey, thanks for listening to this hilarious episode with Greg and Jay from Black Rainbow Paris. As always, you can find out more about the show and listen to other episodes at hypebeast.com slash radio. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. I personally use Anchor FM. Also, give us a five-star rating and leave a comment to tell us what you think of the show. It definitely helps out a lot. You can also reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Staple. And we occasionally answer listener questions on the show. So if you have a question, you can email it in to questions at businessofhype.com. The Business of Hype is created in collaboration with Bright Young Things. You can check out their work at byt.nyc. Our director is Daniel Novetta. Our audio engineer is David Rogers Berry. Our intern is Sydney Pacumpera. And this interview was recorded in Dubai at Seoul DXB. Additional audio recording took place at Sibling Rivalry Studios in New York City, probably at night and probably on a weekend. I'm Jeff Staple, and you've been listening to The Business of Hype on Hype Radio.